What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joe Lowry. So the NBA trade deadline is only a couple days away. It'll be on this Thursday, so I'm going to break down some blockbuster trade packages I made just for fun. Some of them are crazy, I know, but I really just put these together just to estimate what I think the trade value of some of the players that are currently on the trade block are. So let's start off with my first one, and that's Oklahoma City landing star forward Laurie Makinen from the Utah Jazz. In return, the Oklahoma City Thunder would be trading Kaysen Wallace, Alexei Pukashevsky, and Usman Jeng. Two of those guys were lottery picks over the last couple of years. And then in addition to that, Oklahoma City would be sending a 2025 first-round pick via Miami, a 2025 first-round pick via Philly, a 2026 first-round pick via Oklahoma City, and also a 2027 first-round pick via Denver. I think that's a lot to give up at the end of the day, giving up four first-round picks. But it doesn't seem like Utah is going to budge on a smaller trade where they're only getting probably two draft picks back. So I have Oklahoma City going a little bit over the top, and rather than sending one of their star young players like Jalen Williams, obviously SGA is not going to be traded, and the same goes for Chet Holmgren. In return, I think rather than giving up one of those young star players, they'd probably have to give up an extra two first-round picks. But I do think the cost of Laurie Markkinen would be pretty costly. He's a great player. He's only making $17 million on his current contract. I believe he's had a contract for just one more season. I do think the Utah Jazz are going to hold on to him. Utah already has a lot of draft picks, but if they were to make a trade and trade Mocking and get four more first-round picks, they'd have a monopoly of first-round picks in the West. It'd be them in Oklahoma City, which I know just because you have first-round picks doesn't always necessarily mean they're going to pan out. That's not always the case, but you can use those first-round picks in a trade and go out and get a star like Larry Mockinen. So that's obviously the benefit of Oklahoma City having as many draft picks as they do because they're not going to be able to use all of them. So at some point, push is going to come to shove and they're going to have to move those draft picks and try to go get a player because you're not going to be able to draft 15 guys over the next three years. So the next package I have is a package that's probably not going to happen yet again. The Houston Rockets would be landing net stop Mikel Bridges in this proposed trade package that I made. Seems like the Houston Rockets are very adamant about wanting Mikael Bridges. They even offered Jalen Green in a package with the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets said no. This is a trade package I would offer if I was Houston. I'd offer Jeff Green as a salary filler, Amon Thompson, Tyree Eason, a 2025 first-round pick via either Oklahoma City or Brooklyn, a 2025 second-round pick, and a 2026 first-round pick via Brooklyn. So Brooklyn would be getting two of their draft picks back in return that they gave up in the James Harden deal. And then they're also getting some young players to build around as well. Amin Thompson is a young player, former top 10 pick in this past year's draft. Tyree Eason, another young player as well. And the Jeff Green's really just in there as a salary filler. In return, the Houston Rockets would be getting Mikael Bridges. It seems like they're not going to let that happen. They're not going to trade Mikael Bridges. But I don't think it would be a bad decision for them just to restart, get draft picks back in return, and try to rebuild the right way, which is something that they're reluctant to do. And I get it. I mean, when you look at their roster, there is some star players on that roster. Obviously, Mikael Bridges is a good player. Ben Simmons, even though you can't rely on him, still a star player, I would say, even though he doesn't really play enough, I guess, to be considered a star. But he does have talent, obviously, in court vision. And then you also have a lot of good role players. Dorian Finney-Smith. I think Nick Claxton is a rising star. You also have some other players like Spencer Dinwiddie and Royce O'Neal and Cam Thomas. They have some nice pieces on that team. Lonnie Walker. There's a lot of good role players on that team that if I think they had a number one star like a Kawhi Leonard, like I've already mentioned, maybe even if Kevin Durant was on this current team, I think this team could be different. I really do. They just don't really have that number one star that you need to succeed in today's NBA. I think Mikel Bridges is more of a number two. Obviously a talented player, but I don't think he's a number one guy on a championship team. But I know Houston has offered a lot to try to go out and get Mikel Bridges, and it seems like Brooklyn's reluctant. 
There's probably two or three first-round picks in that deal alongside Jalen Green, and Brooklyn said no. This trade package I just made was what I would offer if I was Houston. I wouldn't give up Jalen Green probably. Even though, obviously, if you get Mikel Bridges, it's probably not as big of a role for Jalen Green. But Green has been on a tear as of late, and it's really proven what he's capable of when he gets hot. And we've seen that now over the last couple of weeks with a good amount of 25 to 30-point games. The next trade package I have involves another Brooklyn net, and that's Nick Claxton. The Miami Heat would be landing Nick Claxton, who would be a great enforcer in the paint for Miami. In return, they'd be giving up Duncan Robinson, Nikola Jovic, a 2028 first-round pick swap via Miami, a 2026 second round pick and a 2029 first round pick. And that's Miami's first round pick in 2029. In return, Miami would be getting Nick Claxton and Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith is another guy that they were reluctant to give up. This trade package is probably very unlikely considering I think Nick Claxton and Dorian Finney-Smith are worth more. But the issue is Miami doesn't really have that many draft picks to offer. And at the end of the day, I think Nick Claxton would fit great in Miami. That's why I made this trade package. But they don't really have enough draft picks probably to make a deal happen here, which is the issue. But I just made this trade package just because I think Nick Claxton would be great as a center in the paint next to Bim Adebayo, who would become the four in that offense. Doran Finney-Smith is another guy that Brooklyn is reluctant to trade. They were offered, I guess, two first-round picks from a contending team, and they said no, they'd rather keep DFS for now. So we'll see what happens. It seems like they're reluctant to move them. But I think the Brooklyn Nets are a fascinating team, not only because of what's happened over the last few years, where they've gone all in and came up empty, and now even when they're not looking like a contending team, and things obviously have not gone their way this season, especially over the last month or two, they're still reluctant to move pieces and completely rebuild. So we'll see what happens over the next two days. That's a team I would definitely pay attention to, because they have a lot of pieces that some contending teams would be interested in. So here's my last trade involving a Brooklyn Net. And this is another one with Mikel Bridges being involved. This wild trade would send Mikel Bridges to the Detroit Pistons. I know this is a heavy long shot. I did see rumors over the last couple of days that the Pistons were interested in Mikel, so I made a trade package for fun. I do think he'd be a good fit in that Pistons offense, though, alongside Cade Cunningham and Jalen Duran. So here's what the package is. Detroit would be getting Mikel Bridges, and in return, Brooklyn would be getting Alec Burks, Jaden Ivey, Marcus Sasser, a first-round pick swap in 2025, a first-round pick swap in 2026, a 2028 first-round pick, and a 2029 first-round pick as well. It seems like a lot in that deal, but I think that's what Brooklyn would ultimately want in a trade package if they were to be trading Mikel Bridges this season. They're going to want a lot in return. So it seems like a lot, obviously, when you're giving up Alec Burks, who's a solid player this season for Detroit, Jaden Ivey, who's a young, promising player, who obviously was a top pick just a couple of years ago, Marcus Sasser, who had a lot of college experience, was very successful at the University of Houston, and then you add in those two first-round pick swaps, and then those two first-round picks in 2028 and 2029. I know it seems like a lot, but I think that's what it would probably cost for Brooklyn to turn the page and say, okay, we'll move on from Mikel Bridges. Next up, we have LeBron James being involved in a trade package. And this is a crazy one. I've seen some rumblings as of late, seen some rumors, which I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Lakers are going to trade LeBron James, but I figured why not entertain a package, especially while the topic is something that people are talking about. So I figured why not make a trade package for what I think LeBron James would be worth right now if the Lakers would ultimately decide to trade him. So in this trade package, LeBron James would be going to the Big Apple. We have the Knicks getting LeBron James and Tarion Prince. And in return, the Lakers would be starting their rebuild. And they'd get Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, there was a salary filler, Quentin Grimes, a 2025 first-round pick via Milwaukee, a 2026 first-round pick via the New York Knicks, and a 2028 second-round pick. In this case... The Lakers are likely to move D'Angelo Russell as well for draft capital to build around the future. 
And this, I know, is way out of left field. I don't think it's going to happen. But I really just did it for fun because I saw LeBron James being a guy that people are talking about that could potentially be traded. I know his future in L.A. is uncertain right now. And I think there's a chance he leaves after the season's over. And that's why I think the Lakers should at least entertain an offer and just see what the return would be for LeBron James. So that's one trade package. And once again, I know that's crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. I just made the package just for fun. I could be way off with all of these. And at the end of the day, no one really knows what each GM is going to think or do. Every GM is different. Some GMs might give up four first-round picks for a certain player that another GM would only give up two for. Just like the Brooklyn Nets. They wouldn't give up Dorian Finney-Smith for two first-round picks. I'm sure there were other GMs in the league that would happily take two first-round picks for DFS. So that's one trade package. Another one would be sending LeBron James to the Philadelphia 76ers. In return, the Lakers would be getting Jaden Springer, who's only 21 years old. KJ Martin, who's only 23 years old. That would actually be his third time being traded now in his career, if he were to be traded in this deal. And then the last player is Tobias Harris, who has been playing very well this season for Philly. The issue is he does have a lot of money in his contract, so it may be tough for the Lakers to flip him after this trade's made. But I do think that's ultimately what the cost could be if they were to go out and try to get LeBron. And they'd also have to give up a draft pick as well. So a draft pick, Jaden Springer, KJ Martin, and Tobias Harris. In return, Philly would be getting LeBron James. And this is the last trade package that I made with LeBron. I think this one, honestly, is the best trade package for LeBron in regards to what the Lakers would be getting back in return. I have the Miami Heat getting LeBron James in his return to Miami. With the Lakers getting Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, a 20-30 first-round pick, and that's via Miami, and a 20-28 first-round pick swap. Now, when I look at that trade that I just made for Miami, it's a lot less than I think Philly's giving up in that deal. Philly seems to be stealing LeBron James, that trade package I just made. I never really looked over all these trade packages. I kind of just made them and then never really compared them. When I'm comparing that Philly trade package to Miami, it's noticeable that Philly's giving up a lot less in return than Miami would be to get LeBron James. So that's one thing. I do think that Philly trade package, now that I look at it, doesn't look like that would have any chance of happening. I think if LeBron James were to be traded, it's going to have to be at least one or two young players Probably a first-round pick, maybe two first-round picks, and maybe a salary filler as well. And even though LeBron James is 39 years old, I don't think the Lakers are just going to let him walk and trade him for nothing. They know he's still in a contract for another season. I know he can opt out this coming summer, but if he were to opt in, he still would have one more year left on his deal, I believe. So I don't think the Lakers would want to just trade him just to do it. Because then that would signify that they're probably going to be in a rebuild, and that's not something that the Lakers want to do. So that's why I think LeBron James would have a heavy trade package just because they think the Lakers would be reluctant to trade him. And as a result, you'd have to give up more to try to get him. Because they're not going to probably budge or listen to many phone calls if they're not getting a lot back in return. So I have four more trade packages that I'm going to mention. One of them being another Miami Heat trade. And in this one, they'd be getting a big man in the paint so Adebayo can go play the four. Which I know already had Nick Claxton going to Miami. I think that's less likely than Clint Capella going to Miami. I think Clint Capella has a better chance of ending up with Miami than Nick Claxton would. In this trade, Miami would be getting Clint Capella from the Atlanta Hawks. In return, the Hawks would be getting Duncan Robinson, Thomas Bryant, a 2029 first-round pick, and a 2026 second-round pick. I'd love to see Capella, though, in that offense. I think he'd be a great defensive player as the five, and I think Adebayo would be a better four than he is a five. That Miami Heat lineup is a little bit undersized when you have Adebayo playing the five, which I know it's worked for them in the past. They made the NBA Finals last season, but I think they'd really thrive if they had a big man in the paint like Capella to play the five. So here's another trade package I made. This one was a three-team trade that I made just to mess around. And this was before the Zach Levine news came out that he's going to miss the rest of the season with a foot injury. But I will say this trade package I did for fun. Some of the money worked out. And even though, obviously, it's not going to happen now that Levine's hurt, I figured I'd still say it just because I thought it was pretty interesting that there is a way 
to trade DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine in the same trade and make the money work. So in this deal, the Bulls would be sending out DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. The Warriors would be trading Andrew Wiggins, Moses Moody, Gary Payton in a first-round pick swap. And the 76ers would be trading Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Jaden Springer, a 2029 first-round pick via the LA Clippers, and a 2030 first-round pick via Philadelphia. So overall in this deal, the Bulls would be getting Andrew Wiggins, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Gary Payton II, Moses Moody, Jaden Springer, a 2028 first-round pick swap with the Golden State Warriors, a 2029 first-round pick via the Clippers, and a 2030 first-round pick via Philadelphia. In this case, Chicago would probably look to flip Wiggins, Morris, and Batum before the trade deadline. They could even maybe buy out Morris and Batum since they'd have too many players on their roster after this deal. The Warriors would be getting Zach Levine, and the 76ers would be getting DeMar DeRozan. Once again, I know this trade package isn't going to happen now that Zach Levine's hurt, but I made this trade package before the injury news came out, so I figured why not at least make a trade package where I could try to find a way to make the money work with DeRozan and Levine both in the move. And this was a package that worked money-wise, so even though it's not going to happen obviously now, would have been interesting to see what they did at the deadline with Levine and DeRozan. There's still a chance that DeRozan's traded, but obviously now Levine's not going to be moved that he's hurt. But I really did think there was a chance that Chicago would at least entertain training both those guys for the deadline. Now they obviously can't with Levine going down with a foot injury for the season. So now I have two more trades. I'm trending in the direction of the Clippers moving Bones Highlands, unfortunately, by Thursday. If Russell Westbrook is back for another season with the Clippers next year, which I anticipate him being back, things have worked out for Russ in L.A. with the Clippers. So I do think he'll be back for another season. I think he had a mutual option or a player option for next year. I'd imagine he will be back, even though it's not for much money. I think he's just more interested in winning an NBA Finals right now. He doesn't really care about making money or being an MVP candidate anymore, since these are things that James Harden, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook have already done. They've already made their money. They've already made their name in the NBA. Obviously, all of them have a lot of accolades, but none of the three ever won an NBA Finals. So that's something that they're all looking forward to trying to do this year, is get a ring on their resume. So that's why I think Russell Westbrook would sacrifice making money yet again to come back to the Clippers for less money. So if that were to be the case and Russell Westbrook is back next year, which I've said now 10 times, I'd imagine he'll be back and I hope he's back with the Clippers, that probably means that Bones Highland is still buried in the rotation next year. So I am trending in the direction that the Clippers are going to move on from Bones Highland very soon. So I have the Clippers trading him to Minnesota for a second-round pick in 2024 and 2025 and 2026. Three second-round picks of Bones Highland. He only has one more year left on his current deal. Just about a year ago now, the Clippers traded for Bones Highland in a trade with Denver where they gave up two second-round picks. In this current deal that I made with Minnesota, they'd be getting three second-round picks back in return. I think Minnesota would be a great landing spot for him in that offense with Kyle Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and Rudy Gobert. Bones Highland is an absolute baller. The kid deserves to play. Even though I'd love to see him in a Clippers uniform for the rest of his career, I don't want to see him sitting on a bench. He deserves to be playing. He's a very capable 20-point-per-game scorer on any given night if he's given the opportunity. But obviously, being on the bench, you don't have that opportunity, sadly. I think the Brooklyn Nets would be a good landing spot for him as well. You can't really trust Ben Simmons, but I don't think Brooklyn's going to go out and get him. So I'm going to go with Minnesota being the team that maybe goes out and gets Bones Highland. That's my prediction. I think Bones Highland, if he were to be traded, I think Minnesota is a good landing spot for him. I do think Chicago could be a decent landing spot for him too, but I think Minnesota ends up being the team that goes out and gets Bones Highland. That's my prediction. For the rest of these trade packages, these really aren't predictions of where I think these guys are going to go. These are just trade packages I made just for fun to really predict what the value would be if they were to be traded by Thursday. So the last trade package I made is with the Pistons getting rid of Boyan Bogdanovich. In return, they'd be sending Bogdanovich to the Orlando Magic, and they'd be getting Jonathan Isaac, a 2025 first-round pick via Denver, 
2026 first round pick via Orlando and a 2026 second round pick that's via Orlando as well. So two first round picks, a second round pick and Jonathan Isaac. And then the Magic would be getting Bogdanovich, who would definitely be a help for them. On Sunday, when I was making these trade packages, Orlando was 25th in the NBA in points per game, so they need more scoring depth. And they were also 32% as a team from three-point range, which was 30th, dead last in the NBA in three-point shooting, which is something Bogdanovich could definitely improve right away, is scoring and three-point making. And obviously, he's a veteran as well on a young team. He could be a good mentor to the rest of those guys. Anyways, that'll wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good one, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.